The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So I think your boy uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis is about to fight in the PFL coming up here, and then uh, the is chick he? she hasn't fought yet. She hasn't fought Taylor yet. Harris, she she's she's the main event, I believe. She's probably last. There you go. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Anthony Pettis went to the PFL and lost his first fight, which was uh, embarrassing. He's the star that they brought into the PFL, and then he goes out and loses. That can't be a good thing. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, I just thought it was devastating to lose on a shorty. Uh, but yeah. like I said, uh, you know, uh, I don't know where you go from here after that tonight. Like, you know, tomorrow, the next day, moving well, forward. I know, like I said to you, that their new arena is going to be incredible. And their oh, no future, their next year, they're going to be a great hockey team, without a doubt. I think they're, and, they might and now they, that, you know, go all the way next year. And now that they lost. You know, now that it's over and they and they lose this game seven on the road, now you can really go back and say, well, you know, at least they did close the Coliseum in style on Wednesday night. <laughs> you know, at least you can say that, that now that you know that that was uh, the final chapter there on Wednesday. Uh, that was a hell of a way to close it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you got that, too. Well, you and you were there with JJ, so you can always yeah. remember that you were there the night they uh, came back from two two zero and won the game three two in overtime, and Bavillier scored the goal, and you were right there on the glass when he did it, and it was probably one of the greatest moments of your life. Oh, it was tremendous. It's a that it's a great night, and look, I, it's hard really for me. It hurts, you know that. You just said it. It hurts anybody when you're a fan, but it's so hard for me to complain. I mean, I went 25 years, and two of my three favorite teams just absolutely sucked. I mean, the Islanders and the Bills were so awful for 25 years that to now have them both be in the mix and both be a step away from playing for a championship, I mean, you can't complain about that. It hurts. It sucks when you lose. It you know, it bothers you for a day. And then you got to look back on it and say, what a run. I mean, what a ride. You know, they gave you another ride. The worst part of it is, is that, um, you know, in, in two days, they're not going to be playing and, uh, there's no more Islander games. And it, it really hits you then when you're looking on the TV yeah. and you're watching Tampa play Montreal like it's, Monday it's night in, in Tampa. <laughs> like if we, it's tough because if we didn't do what we do, obviously, you know, that's probably a situation where, you know, you don't even want to watch that series. You know, when you lose a game like that. You don't want right. you don't want anything to do with it, but obviously because of what we do and and we we got to watch the games every day and we got to have action on the games every day. Obviously, I'm gonna be watching Montreal and Tampa, but we, you know a, no, a normal situation, you probably don't even want to turn the TV on for that series. <laughs> yeah, of course, but you know they're playing and it is incredible that it's gonna be priced against 
Vasilevsky. Do you and think we got, a, uh, we got an 18 to one ticket on the Canadians from back in January that we still looking to cash? So <laughs> you bet on them in January? Yeah, I put a couple bucks in the Canadians way back in January. Just because of the odds. Yes, the odds, and I thought that I could hedge it when, you know, whoever got out of the North, which ended up being them. Um, but I got to get creative here because I don't think they're going to beat the Lightning. So they, they actually had the worst record of any team in the playoffs. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego near Tijuana, do you wanna? Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio, all over the globe. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's for all on the bench on a pain-free Friday with Carver High. He's very upset as Islanders lost Game Seven tonight in uh, Tampa, one to nothing on a shorthanded goal by Gord in the second period, and it it stood one nothing. That's a tough way to lose. That sucks. It is what it is. Uh, so, and then you got to watch uh, the Stanley Cup Final, and your uh, team's not in. The team that uh, beat you is, and uh, they're going for back-to-back cups. Uh, four straight series clinching shutouts for the Lightning. That's crazy in itself. And I got to tell you, um, I won't deny the goaltending matchup is appealing, but I, you know. I, I can't even deny that Montreal is playing great hockey right now. I mean, what they did to Vegas was unbelievable. So I talked to my uh, Vegas friends today about it. And, um, like, they were blaming – you know who they blamed? Uh, the first guy I talked to blamed Mark Stone. He said that Stone uh, had no points in the whole series. Stone he actually he blamed didn't... himself last night, too. He was pretty hard on himself in the postgame. Well, there you go, because that's what they want. They want him to be hard on himself because they're blaming him. They got to blame somebody, and uh, they they're not actually blaming Flurry because they know what we know that that defense of theirs did nothing to help him at all in that series. And I thought they got skated right past and right through by the Canadians and Caulfield, Suzuki, uh, you know. Even, you know, I got to tell you, you, what, Lekkanen had the winner? Like, that that guy did nothing the whole series. And then he has the game winner in overtime in, in uh, game six. I mean, even their even their hacks beat you. I mean, they, they lit you up, too. Like, a bunch of no-name guys got it done. So, I still think uh, that their uh, dogs, obviously, in the Tampa's better than them. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, for all on the bench, our buddy John Bloom uh, is coming on the bench now from out in Phoenix, of course, uh, does the Suns. Uh, he's been on the bench before, and we want to talk to him about the Suns Clippers series. Uh, obviously, uh, it's 2 1 Phoenix. They lost uh, the last game. Of course, uh, John does the uh, pre and post, does games uh, whenever they need him. Uh, he's all over the place, does stuff at Arizona State. It's always good to have you on, John. Hope you're well, buddy. How's everything? Oh, everything is fantastic, Pharrell. It's great to be back on the bench and uh, talking Suns hoops at the end of June. I don't know if when I was with you a couple months ago, I would have told you that this would happen, but we are soaking it up, man. Listen, uh, I think they've been, uh, you know, I I don't know uh, if I I don't think for me that Atlanta tops what the Suns have been doing. Uh, but those two stories are, are phenomenal. Uh, I'll put a, a, a piece of glue on tonight for the uh, Hawks because I thought they laid an egg in, yeah. in Milwaukee like I've never seen. That was embarrassing. It was maybe the worst game I've ever seen in my life of a Eastern Conference final or, or a you know conference final of either uh, you know West or East. But that that was ugly. But what they've done is spectacular. But but I think what the Suns have done for me is on a different level because you know. The Suns uh, have been a dominant team the whole season with the Jazz in the West, and they just never got respect, uh, it, you know, from anybody nationally. All we heard all year was the same thing we hear every year. It's LeBron James this, LeBron James that, which I appreciate. I get it. He's a badass. But everyone thought there wasn't a national media guy on the face of the earth that didn't think the Lakers were going to repeat when they won in the bubble and they were coming back and everybody was like, the Lakers, it's automatic. Meanwhile, the Suns and Jazz kick everyone's ass the whole season. And then people still weren't buying them, John. And then they went into the playoffs. No one was buying them. And they have kicked ass and took names ever since, which I think is just a great story. 
Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you've been telling it because I've heard you continuing to to prop them up. Uh, you know, since we last talked, and I'm and I'm proud whenever I hear guys that that kind of get it from outside of of where we're at. Uh, and and the same could be said, you know, for a while now with Devin Booker and and his reputation nationally re- relative to his reputation here in the Valley. But uh, you know, sooner or later, people catch on. I think they've caught on with Booker, and they're catching on with the Suns. But it's going to take you know a better effort than what they gave in game three for sure to beat the Clippers this is a Clippers team that that still fights you know and, and they take on the personality of their head coach like so many teams do and Ty Lue is a grinder and he's a guy that makes adjustments and so the Suns uh, have their work cut out for them but uh, I'm with you for all I think they've got a, as good of a shot as anybody left uh, and uh, it is a phenomenal story and and it's not one that's t- been taken lightly at all by anybody here uh, that's that's been experiencing this basketball team's struggles over the course of the last decade so i um you know i've been on them for a while and carver high is my witness i've been on the suns for a while game one uh, i've been on them long before this series uh i've been on them all season that uh, i love this team Uh, and i've talked to you about it i've talked to others about it I've talked to everybody. I, I can't remember the girl's name. Uh, Carver High might remember her name. I'm always talking to that girl in Arizona. That uh, Gina Mizell, she's great. Gina. So anyway, yep. respectfully, I say that about her. I like her a lot. She's cool. I, otherwise, I wouldn't have her on the show. Uh, I think that uh, she's great. <laughs> and I, I No, I mean that. Like, I like her. She's good at what she does. She's, she's oh, fully basketball. Really yeah. good at what so, she does. I think she's great. So that's why I have her on, and that's why I have you on. So I like you guys. I like the team. I've liked them. I've talked about them. I've, I've kind of uh, been a fan of theirs for a while. And I love D-Book. I love Aiton. I love Monty. I think, you know, Bridges and uh, Payne have, have turned into great players. Crowder, I've always respected his game. Uh, there's so many. And CP3 is just a freak. So there's a lot of reasons to like them. And I'm always talking about him. And so game one, I took the Suns and laid the four. Game two, I took the Suns to win. And Aiden hit the dunk. But I had the Clippers in the six, which moved to four and a half. Game three, I took the Clippers and the the one and a half, hit both sides of it. And I'm telling you, I'm going with the Clippers again tomorrow. But I still like the Suns in the series. I said that I think they'll go home and win game five and I said I wouldn't be surprised at all if it goes back to Phoenix for seven because I think the Clippers are better than everyone else thinks they are, John. I don't think anyone respects the Clippers since Kawhi went down. They've all said they have no chance. And then when they uh, when CP3 was out, they said, oh, this is going to hurt the Suns. And then when they won without him, they're like, oh, once they get him back, they're unbeatable. Meanwhile, I said they're going to lose anyway because the Clippers are tough as hell at Staples. So how do you feel like it's going to go like tomorrow and then Monday and then Wednesday? Because it's all happening. We're going to have tomorrow, Monday and Wednesday. Don't I mean, obviously. Well, for sure, Monday. Uh, you know, if the Suns were able to win tomorrow, they could close it out Monday at home, and I think they will. Uh, but tomorrow's the big one. Like you said, you feel good about the Clippers. Uh, there's reasons for that. You know, they're just playing with a, a certain amount of toughness that is making it difficult on the Suns because, uh, you know, the Suns have other factors that are that are coming into play, too. Uh, and it's not excuses. It's just factors. That's all I'm trying to say. Clippers fair and square won that game. Uh, and, and it had a great chance to win game one and game two. And you, you made some pretty smart bets there, Pharrell, so I'm going to give you love for that. But 
as far as tomorrow is concerned, the Suns have been a resilient bunch all season. I don't see Paul and Booker combining for 25% shooting from the floor. That's not going to happen again. Booker's getting right. used to this mask. I'm sure he spent all day today shooting and, and trying to feel it out and, and decide whether or not he's going to keep it on his lid. I mean, he's a guy that grew up in Michigan uh, as a huge fan of Rip Hamilton. So he called Rip, talked to Rip about the mask, got some advice about how to deal with it. Now, Rip is a different dude. He kept that thing on well after he needed to. Remember that? And uh, yeah. he just kept wearing that mask even even after the nose was all fixed and everything but he kind of felt it was like this protective shield i don't know if booker's going to get comfortable with it because he certainly was uncomfortable uh last night so he's got to have a better level of comfort and chris paul's got to get comfortable uh back on the floor after you know having covid and being out in quarantine for 10 days and not playing basketball i mean granted it's it's one thing to get your your wind about you maybe do some more lifting and and workouts that he was doing at home but not playing basketball even if it's just 10 days that could take you a minute to get back so he had that first game he clearly showed the rust now the expectation is he kicked that off he's gonna be ready to go for game four and if he is then i like the sun's chances uh, and and i like him to come back and and close it out in five at home in front of a crazy crowd. For I mean, it is off the charts here in Phoenix right now. Well, obviously, and I think that uh, they can win tomorrow. There's no doubt. And I actually, I said that they would, uh, I said that Chris would have a great game anyway uh, coming back, and he did. He was like 15 and 12 times. I mean, that's a dream game for some guy. That's a career night for some guys. Like, that'd be like the greatest night of their life. For him, it's just another night at the <laughs> office. I thought he played well. So uh, I know that he wore the mask, and I know that he called Rip. Did he really say that um, – I, I respectfully I have 45 seconds here. We'll break and we'll keep talking. But did he really say that it bothered him that much playing with it? No, he wouldn't admit that. He's one of those guys that doesn't want to admit any sign of weakness. So he's going to stick with that line that it's not bothering him. But I think those of us who have watched him play every single game since he got in the league as an 18-year-old could tell otherwise. Wow. Because um, I thought that it was a you know more for me, like, and I'm sure you're right. You know him better than I do from seeing him every single minute. But, uh, and I've watched him since college, too. I love his game. So I'm a fan of his no matter what. But I didn't. I thought it was defense that gave him problems uh, more than more than the mask. But that, I'll give you that. That it, I believe you that the mask was an issue that he wouldn't admit. And no guy's going to show a weakness or show a kink in the arm or whatever. So sure enough, maybe it'll be a problem. I'll, I'll have to keep an eye on it tomorrow. Uh, I want to talk more about this uh, game tomorrow and this series with John Bloom of uh, Suns Radio. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, we're talking to John Bloom with Suns Radio, getting ready for uh, game four tomorrow at uh, Staples with the Suns and Clippers in the Western Conference final. And um, I don't know, what, what happened to Payne? Uh, what, what is that that he's dealing with? Because he was so fantastic, I thought, in the two games without CP. And then, uh, what, did he get hurt or something? Yeah, he got tripped up. He was running back on defense in transition. End of the first quarter last night and uh, saw him get up gingerly and, and immediately, you know, your heart stops because you've watched this guy just battle and play so hard. And, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, play such a big role off the bench for this team, mostly coming off and, and spelling Chris Paul. But there were stretches during the end of the season where he had both Paul and Payne on the floor together and they did some damage uh, depending on what the matchups were on the other side. So now you look at it and, and it's a sprained ankle. I'm not sure. We didn't get enough update yet on on what his status is for tomorrow's game four uh but the suns need him he absolutely has played a key role for them he changes the pace in a big way compared to the way chris paul runs the offense and it's been really effective almost like having like a a thunder and lightning in your backfield as as a football team where you can have a bulldozer type running back then you can bring that scat back in and catch passes and get to the outside it's the version of that on the on the basketball court from a point guard standpoint for the phoenix suns and it's been very effective so what um what was it like for you to see that crowder to ayton play uh what was your reaction when you saw that did you freak out you know, I'm I'm sitting in the uh, broadcast suite where we're located with with our Hall of Fame voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, who's in his 49th season, calling Suns basketball. And I'm glad I get a minute to mention him with you, Pharrell, because this dude's a legend. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening that don't know about Al, but he's basically the Vin Scully of the Valley. And, uh, you know, he's 88 and still calling it at a high level. It's amazing. Um, and so I would sit right in front of him and Tim Kempton, our color analyst on the radio call. And uh, as soon as that thing happened, I mean, we all just uh, knew it was done because, you know, we watched a game four years ago that the Suns won with Tyson Chandler going up and dunking one down. So we knew it wasn't goaltending because we, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I learned that night, courtesy of Jay Triano, who was the head coach at the time for the Suns. And he diagrammed that play and told us all about it because he had been involved in, in, uh, you know, Olympic and, and European basketball. And as the head coach of team Canada had, had done a lot of that type of basketball where you can get up there and mess with the ball in the cylinder and it's not a foul. Well, in NBA basketball, you can't do that stuff normally but on an inbounds pass, that is the case because it's not a shot. So it's not goaltending if it's not a shot. And uh, we knew that immediately. There were some, obviously some players on the Clippers that thought it was goaltending and immediately threw that finger up in the air, like almost the same motion you make when it's a home run, right? The umpire right. circling his finger up in the air. That's the, that's the motion for goaltending. They thought it was in the cylinder. But uh, once they knew that that wasn't the rule, uh, then it was pretty clear that the Suns were going to win that basketball game. And, I mean, it was an absolute elation in that building. Uh, my buddy's the public address announcer, Vince Murata, does a great job. And he had to relay once the, the review was over. And those reviews just lasted forever, right? Uh, and so finally, after uh, all the reviews, he was able to make the announcement. And the, and the roof just flew right off that gym. 
So do you, uh, like, you know, uh, it was unbelievable because I, I had them to win, and I had the Clippers and the points like I told you, so I hit both sides of it. But I was like, at when George, at first he gave him the lead, then the Suns got the lead back, then George hit the 22-footer, gave him the lead again, then he missed the uh, two free throws, and you go down there and miss a shot, ball goes out of bounds, then Crowder throws it up, eight and stuffs it, game over. Uh, did you think when... Seriously, when you were sitting there and you saw George hit the – gave him the lead, then they got it back, then he hit another knockdown 22-footer. When he hit the second one, even though, like, he hadn't missed the free throws yet, when he hit the second jumper, did you think they were going to lose? You know, I never once uh, really locked into them losing. There were definitely thoughts through my head, like, how am I going to start the, the postgame show, you know, if, if they lose this one uh, relative to just, you know, getting used to all these shows we've been doing for the last month, which have been win after win. They had nine wins in a row. Uh, and so it, it was almost a month without a loss, which is crazy in the postseason. And, and especially when you're talking about a team that hasn't been to the postseason in a decade. So all of these factors were, were running through my head. But when you've got Devin Booker, a guy that's hit big-time shots, including against the Los Angeles Clippers, many of your audience might recall the shot he made in the bubble where he landed on his back basically and hit it over Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's one of the best shots I've ever seen made in that kind of situation. Uh, So you have that guy out there. Now, granted, he took a shot to the face. I mean, he had his nose busted in three spots, courtesy of Patrick Beverly's Evander Holyfield-like headbutt. So once he got that done and he he came out and got his nose, you know, uh, fixed a little bit, at least stitched up and he wasn't bleeding, he hit a shot, you might recall, that, uh, you know, put him ahead. And that was a big time jumper. He kind of gl- he was gliding through the air. Beverly couldn't stay up there long enough, and he was able to drain it after almost you know on his way down on that jumper. And that gave me hope. Like, okay, he he just hit that thing. He they can get him a look, and he'll hit it. And then he gives it up to Bridges in the corner, and that was a big moment for Mikel Bridges to have a chance to hit a game winner. And I think that guy's got it in him too. But uh, that one wasn't good, and and they were fortuitous that they got the bounce out of bounds, and they got another look. And what a pass from Jay Crowder. I mean, that to me, that's the thing that stands out. What do you think out of that play? Is it the pass that stands out for you? Yeah, I mean, it was just such a brilliant, uh, you know, look with a guy, Cousins, in his face that's like seven foot tall almost, and his arms up in the air, he's 10 foot, and that he could throw it over that all the way up at that angle perfectly. I mean, it was just a perfect dime. Like, I don't even think he could do it again uh, 10 times. Right. I think it was a, a one-time brilliant uh, you know, dime. It was just so beautiful. It was so incredible because I was so, you know, rooting for him and I was just freaking out. And it was so late at night. I was on the air and uh, I, I was live on the air when it happened and I, I flipped out. And so I was really excited for him. I will <laughs> say this though to you that, I mean, I was really happy, but I, I honestly, I think the, the series has been great. Okay. So I think the first two games in Phoenix were phenomenal basketball games. And I sensed a lot of really just competitive closeness to it. I thought the Clippers gave them all they could handle. I mean, the first game you're laying four, you win by six. The second game, you had to go to that to win. When they took the lead from you, you should have lost, and you didn't. Yep. And I agree with the Clippers that they, they, they let that one slip through their fingers. Bottom line, the Suns deserve to win on the play, no doubt. 
but the Clippers blew it. I mean, the guy hasn't yeah. missed two free throws once the whole year. He did it once in February. And all I know is that, that that'll getting that guy to miss two free throws again in that same situation is not happening. So it all lined up and happened perfectly for the Suns. But that's when I saw that the Clippers could beat him. And that's why I bet on him in game three. And that's why I think the games have been so great that I think the Clippers can play with the Suns without a doubt. So I think the series, like I, you've already told me you think they wrap it in five Monday. I think, you know, you're probably right. You know him better than me. But I think it goes further because I think it's that close. And I think the Clippers can beat the Suns. And they proved it. And they should be up 2-1 right now. It shouldn't be the other way around. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, you got your hands full with this team. And I think Reggie Jackson's been a massive problem for you. Zubats became a problem. I thought Zubats outplayed Aiden in game three with the 16 and 15. It he was did. better than the 18 and 9 for me because I thought Aiden in the games in Phoenix was way better than he was in L.A. Zubats got involved. He did nothing in, in Phoenix. So now you got another a big involved. And I thought. They had little pieces playing better, Beverly defensively, whatever. So I think the the games are only going to get better tomorrow and Monday. I think the games are going to be sickening. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like the, this is a tough matchup for the Suns. And even though I did, you know, say that I think they could close it out, there's a, you know, there's there's contingencies there. They need to have Chris Paul uh, shaking off the rust and not missing those mid range jumpers, which he usually makes like layups. And they need Devin Booker to to play like Devin Booker. Uh, and I'm going to give Patrick Beverly credit for the defense that he's putting on. It's not just the mask and the busted nose that has Devin Booker off his game. Patrick Beverly is as good at that as anybody as far as getting Devin. Booker off his game, and he's just a, an absolute professional irritant, and uh, and it's working against uh, Booker and the Suns, or at least it has the last couple games. But this young man is a resilient young man. He's a tough young man. He learns uh, and he adjusts. And I'm expecting there to be an adjustment. And then the other, you know, situation is those first two games, there was no Chris Paul at all. So, again, the Clippers, yeah, they had a chance to win both those games, and you would expect it they would when you're going up against the Suns team that doesn't have their leader and a guy that should have gotten more love than he did for the most valuable player award in the NBA this season. And I think people who didn't vote for him to be a top-five guy are regretting that watching you know, what he's been able to do in the postseason. And uh, I think if he is back and he's ready to go, I think that the Clippers might be in trouble. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, I think it's going to be great, and uh, this has been great talking to you about the games. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for the rest of the series. I think it's going to be incredible. I think it already has been. I think it's better than what I'm seeing in the East. That thing tonight was ugly. That was a bloodletting. I don't even want to watch. I turned it off. That's how bad it was. I'm not turning (laughs) off the Suns and Clippers. The ball out West is way better. I think whoever wins that is going to win the title. Uh, listen, uh, John, I love you. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on the bench. Enjoy the games uh, tomorrow and Monday. I'll catch up with you if they keep going throughout uh, this conference final. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Pharrell on the bench. By the way, Anthony Showtime Pettis just lost again in the PFL. <laughs> I mean, this guy's had two fights since he left the UFC in the PFL, and he lost both of them. He got his ass beat by some Brazilian guy, Manio or something. I don't even know his name. But I just saw him lose the decision. It's embarrassing. It really is. Anthony Showtime Pettis in the PFL can't even win a fight. Jesus. All right, tomorrow night in uh, Atlanta, you got Giovanna Tank Davis. You know, going up to his uh, third weight class, trying for another title. He's already a four-time world champ. When he faces undefeated WBA super lightweight champ Mario El Azteca Barrios, five and a half inches taller than Davis. I mean, the size differential is staggering. Fights tomorrow night in Atlanta where the Hawks play at the State Farm Arena, a.k.a. the Hub, I used to call it when I did Thrasher games there back in 99 as the voice of the Thrashers. Showtime pay-per-views carrying the fight. Call your cable operator. Go to Showtime.com to order it. It starts at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The event promoted by Mayweather Promotions, GTD, and TGB Promotions as well. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. Davis, 24-0, 23 knockouts. Four-time, two-division world champ at 130 and 135 pounds. Trained by Calvin Ford. Here he is, his uh, first pay-per-view headline. He knocked out Leo Santa Cruz. Um, a four division world champ and just knocked him out flush in the sixth round. Like good night, Irene. And then as far as uh, Barrios, he won his uh, title by scoring a final round knockdown to win a decision over Agmadoff back in uh, 2019. He's uh, another guy that throws hands, 17 knockouts trained by Virgil Hunter, legendary uh, trainer in uh, the Bay area. Of course, as heck uh, from San Antonio, Texas should be a war. Tank Davis and Azteca Barrios tomorrow night on Showtime Pay-Per-View, 9 Eastern. I know Carver High is excited about that. I, I, actually, uh, did wanna, I actually did want to talk to you about that fight for a second. Go ahead. I'm stunned, like absolutely stunned that Davis is that heavy of a favorite against this guy. I actually think Barrios is going to win. In fact, I think he's going to beat his ass. What do you think about that? I think that Barrios is going to beat Tank Davis tomorrow night. I think it's done. Really? So you're, uh, and he's getting these gigantic odds, right? I uh, Yep. He's getting some very big odds. In fact, I'm going to circle back right now and get it. I thought it was in the plus 300 area. Um, let well, me I see know here. Davis was like minus 550. Uh, yeah, so plus 340 for Barrios tomorrow night. I, I'm going to play him. I think he's going to beat Davis. I, I actually do. I think he's bigger than him. I think he's stronger than him. And I think he's going to beat his ass. Yeah, I I just can't bet against that guy, Gervonta Davis, man. Uh, I just can't do it. He knocks everyone out. I mean, he went through, and you know, uh, Leo Santa Cruz is bigger than him, too. And he, but they weigh the same. But he's bigger than him. And 
he throws more hands than any fighter I've ever seen. I mean, Leo Santa Cruz is like on meth fighting. I mean, the guy is just absolutely, he's a windmill of punches, right? And he got his ass knocked the Pharrell out. I mean, flush, like he'll never be the same. They, they said it was a knockout of the year. And this guy is a killer. I mean to tell you, bro, with, you know, you heard even Steve Farrod. He said he didn't even fight good against Gambo, and he beat his ass too. So all I know is he knocks everybody out, and he's not afraid of this guy. I mean, he's looking up at him six inches higher than him. He's like, I'm going to beat your ass. And I can't wait to see it because I can't imagine a guy that small fighting a guy that big, and he's <laughs> he's minus 550. Isn't that what you said he is? Minus 550? Yes, minus 550. That's insane. Uh, so all I know is that no one, in, no one in boxing or Vegas thinks that he's not winning. But you may be right. I think it's great that you're going to go for it. Um, I got no problem with that. You know, I've been hitting, I've been hitting hockey games left and right with the Islanders and, and Canadians being dogs every night. I've been hitting games left and right and paying off. And, uh, uh, you know, you know me. I love going with dogs and and betting. Uh, and, you know, stuff that pays. You know, if it hits, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of picking the Islanders to win that series at all. They took them seven and lost one nothing on a shorty. That's I can live with that. I don't have a problem losing a bet like that because they gave the uh, Lightning all they could handle. They gave the Lightning more. I, I'll bet you they gave the Lightning more than Montreal will give them. And. Uh, and they gave them more than anyone's given them in two years. If you ask the Lightning, who's their hardest opponent? The last, it was not Dallas. It was nothing. It was the Islanders last year and this year. Those are, That's the toughest team they faced. I guarantee it. And so I've been hitting uh, dogs left and right. I mean, you know me. Put the prop boat in the water. Let's do twin oh, engine. By Let's the way, go. Did you see uh, the prop boat today on Coast to Coast? Did you know that it uh, it came home to roost tonight? Schwarber, Schwarber. Went, yard went yard again tonight. Plus two. What was that? Plus two ninety. Plus, plus uh, uh, you might be right. Two ninety. Might be plus two ninety. Uh, the the prop Jeez. boat comes home with Kyle Schwarber tonight. Look at this chick on top of this girl. Like Kayla Harrison in the first round is destroying this girl. I mean, she's literally gonna she's gonna kill her. She may kill her. She may kill her. I I think she's trying to choke her to death. Like that girl, the fear in that girl's eyes right now is staggering. Are you watching this? I got it on. Look at that girl, the fear in her eyes on the ground with this monster of a human being. I, I, is that a woman or what is that thing? She's like a, it's Sasquatch. I don't even know what that is, Carver Eye. What is that beast on top of this girl? I don't even know what that is. That is like, I mean, she means business, this girl. I mean, I think that girl could beat you and I up at the same time. She's no joke. <laughs> she is no joke. I think she could beat you, Mafia, and I up at the same time, all of us. Oh, my God. She's pummeling this poor girl. They're going to have to stop this fight in the first round. It's so embarrassing. They're trying to make the main event last longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> The fight just started, and she's already uh, just finished. You got to admit, that girl's got the greatest, uh, what do you call that, like, um, 
that hairdo thing she's got got braids. braids they both are yeah. braided out but you got to admit the blonde has the the she got the braid job going like nobody's business oh German she just girl. did a turnover on her but then got rolled back did you see her she had her i'm behind you it's gonna take me a minute Oh, Carver High's on the delay, not getting it up to speed. It's a problem. You know, she may have just broke wind on her. She had her in such a tight tuck. She had her squeezed so hard near her, uh, let's just say, ass. She may have just ripped one on her. (laughs) She may have just squeezed one out on her. I mean, it is all happening. I'll give you this. I'm surprised. There's two minutes left in the round. I'm surprised the girl's still fighting. I got to be honest with you, because she was getting her ass beat. She's still getting her ass beat, but she's doing everything she can to fend her off with her legs and and her arms. She's trying to fend her off and kick her and everything else. And I I don't even know. Like, are you seeing this? This chick is taking a beating, but she is doing everything. She's like a python. This chick on the ground is like a snake. She's like coiled up on her. Now Harrison's standing up. She's going to let this girl up off the ground? I think she is. Is she going to let her off the ground? She's down on the ground waiting to just kick her. Oh, God, the beating. She's... <laughs> oh, God, the haymaker. I'm scared to death of this girl. I'm scared of her. Uh, Carver, I don't ever let that girl into the studio for an interview with me. I'm scared of her. She may beat me up. I mean, in a big way, too. And I <laughs> I think she's, I mean, this girl is so nasty and mean. She's even got a deep voice. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> she means business, Carver. You can tell. You do not want to get involved. You know what? I think the Islanders could use this chick as like an enforcer on the ice. She could play for the Islanders. She might, they might be able to trade Matt Martin's contract and get her on the cheap. Oh, she's got the reverse arm bar going now. She's going to kill her. She's going to break How her long arm. Are these rounds? It's 20 seconds left in the round. She's going to break her arm. She just quit. Fight over. Did she? Over. She broke, she broke her arm. I think the girl's crying. She broke her arm. She broke her arm. She just broke her arm. Oh, I just saw it. Oh, fight over. Oh, that is not even a human being. What is that? I don't even know what that is. That chick, she's got a beard. (laughs) She will beat your ass. Look at her arms, dude. Her arms are like, she looks like the Mr. America. Is there a Mr. America? Mr. Universe. Like she's got arms like the size of a Peterbilt. I don't know what's happening. They're pouring water on some girl, and she's drinking beer on TV, a, a Presidente. I don't know what's happening here, but they're showing these people that no one knows who they are. And are you seeing this? Not they yet. showed some people for no reason that I have no clue who they were, and they were chugging beer and pouring beer and water on each other. I think the girl broke her arm. They're looking at her uh, elbow. Girl, she's yeah. broken. She's dislocated her elbow. She's finished. She can't even hold her arm up. She's done. She's going to the hospital. It's fantastic. By the way, the Bellator was on. I saw this fight guy, uh, this fat dude, just gushing blood tonight. He was just absolutely like just the Exxon Valdez. This guy was bleeding so bad. 
All right, Carver. I have to take a look at the uh, baseball now that I've watched all this violence. To, uh, we already know that our uh, Yankees lost to the Red Sox. How about today? Uh, remember the guy who was the guy for the um, Phillies that struck out ten batters in a row. That would be Aaron that, Nola. Aaron Nola struck out ten in a row. But I was on the Mets and Tawan Walker in that game, right? And I yep. covered. I won that bet. I won that bet because the Mets won that game two to one. Lugo got the win. But uh, all I know is when a guy strikes out 10 in a row, he didn't win the game. You know you're having a good day betting because I had the Mets in that game. I got to see who uh, won the second game. Uh, the second game, uh, the Phillies won. So I hit both ends of the doubleheader. Mets in game one. Phillies in game two, two to one. Both games were two to one. The Pirates lead the Cardinals 5-4 in the ninth. Top of the ninth, runner on first, one out. The Pirates going for two in a row over the Cardinals. I will I honestly keel over if they beat them two in a row. What's next? They're going to sweep them. The Dodgers lead the Cubs 2-1 to one in the fifth. And uh, that's at Chavez Ravine. Giants lead the A's 2-0. I'm on the Giants. I'm on the Dodgers. Uh, I'm on the Padres. They're up 6-5 in the fourth on the Diamondbacks in a wild game at Petco. By the way, Tatis will not be in the home run derby because of his shoulder. Red Sox beat the Yankees. I hit that. Brewers in 11 beat the Rockies 5-4. I hit that. Hit both ends of the Mets doubleheader. The Orioles screwed me. They beat the Jays 6-5 and 10. I hit the Rays over the Angels. I lost the Reds. Braves beat them 3-2. Marlins beat the Nats 11-2. I lost that. We'll come back and wrap it up and look at the rest of the games. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. They just, I think the fam just about wanted to pick a fight against the Diamondbacks of Petco. There's some tension going on over there. Definitely some tension. I don't know what happened there, but all I know is a fight almost broke out between the Padres and Arizona. Fam is livid, and the first page coach Kirby is like blocking him from getting in a fight. Fam is livid. He is completely jacked, and he's mad because he got beaned right in the shoulder by a high heater, and he's livid. Oh, and he's cussing him, talking smack and everything to him. He's livid. By the way, oh, and now Tatis. He just did it again. A two-run bomb by Tatis. It's now 8-5 Padres, and they are drinking and thinking, and you know, when has been and laughing and hurling and talking out at Petco. Your boy, Tatis, he's not in the home run derby, but he's in the home run club tonight. 
with a jack to right center. They're going nuts. Another sellout at Petco. Every night they sell out. I can't even believe I'm getting tickets for July 29th to go to the game against the Rockies. Every night they sell out. By the way, uh, it looks like our friend Becky Hammond will not get the job in Portland because they've hired Chauncey Billups as the Blazers' new head coach, Carver High. Yeah, sure. Let's take a guy who has one-year experience as an assistant over somebody who has seven or eight years as experience as an assistant. Why not? I mean, uh, this chick deserves a job so bad, and no one has the stones to hire her. They all talk about hiring her. They all talk about giving her final interviews, two interviews. They all want her, but they none of them hire her because they're all a bunch of wussies. And they all do the same thing, retreaded tires and hacks. And I don't. I think Chauncey's a great basketball guy. But there you go. She gets screwed over again. I thought she was going to get the job in Portland. All right. I'll see you Monday at 4 on Coast to Coast. Have a good weekend, everybody. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.